0: what's going on guys welcome back to this episode of outside the arena i'm griffin senek and today i am joined by a very special guest a 17 year mlb veteran who's an all-star in 2001 and won the world series with the florida marlins in 1997 he finished his career batting 278 with 233 home runs he currently is an analyst for mlb network cliff floyd
1: what's up bro how are you doing,
0: Cliff? Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Um, so first off, I, I kind of just want to ask you a little bit about your career before we get into the, you know, current relevant news of today. Um, so obviously you got drafted by the Expos, made your big league debut with them. So who would you say entering the league would be your your biggest mentor looking back and someone that really helped you when you first got to the MLB?
1: Man, there was so many. I think the biggest was uh... – Tommy Harper, one of my coaches in in um, in '91 when I got drafted, I uh, got you know to West Palm Beach, and um, to me he was just one of the, the 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 best communicators to get me to understand what it's going to take to be in the big leagues, how I was going to get there, and I think the biggest of all is how I'm gonna stay right. So um, when you think about All the coaches you've met along the way, all the players, Marquise Grissom's, Randy Milligan's, um, Larry Walker's of the world. I mean, Tommy Harper, I think, was one of the biggest as far as just understanding me and what I, you know, what I could do every day and what I could be um, in my career and just get me to see that. So it was, it was super, uh, it was super big for me because. I, you know, obviously being a young kid, my my first thought was, I'm gonna play forever. I'm gonna be a star. You know, you're not gonna be able to stop me. And then when you get around players that are similar to you, you're like, oh shit, like, nah, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a, a a tough ride. So, yeah, that was my guy. So, um, I mean, kind of building off
0: that, um, you know. I think Florida would be the place where a lot of people would say that your career really took off and you kind of elevated to that star level. So what would you say was the key there that allowed you to kind of take your game to the next step and, you know, really become one of the, you know, leading
1: players in the MLB? I think sometimes you got to look in the mirror. You know, I always say, if you, you know, the mirror won't lie to you. When I got to Florida, that's what I did. I was just like, yo, you got to challenge yourself to be great. And, you know, being traded that early in your career is, Kind of deflated, you know what I mean. The sort of, um, you know, everybody says, well, you know, new, new, new place, new situations, gonna give you new opportunities and all that, and it is true sometimes. But if you look at it, how I looked at it, it was like I'm getting traded this this early in my career. Uh, somebody didn't like what I was bringing to the table, and I didn't fit what they had in Montreal, and so it was challenging for me to just understand uh, the importance of just, you know, what was going to keep me at the big leagues, how I was going to stay in the big leagues, how I was going to stay on the team uh, and have longevity with that team and, and win and, and, and be great at, at, at winning. You know, I, I think a lot of people try to be great at what they do, as opposed to looking at the whole situation and saying, how about be great at winning, be a winning player. Be a guy that comes to the ballpark and 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 can figure out a way to win a ball game, you know, whether it be hitting, fielding, running, uh, uh, doing whatever you have to do to, to, to win a ball game. And I, to me, that that gives you longevity in the sport you in or whatever you're doing in life. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta think outside the box sometimes, as opposed to just thinking about the one thing that you do great every day. That's that's fine. But you got to figure out other scenarios that's going to help you be uh, even better.
0: Very good advice, I think, for sure. I
1: mean, Florida, um,
0: first year, you talk about winning. You won the World Series that year. What was your best memory from that
1: 1997 World Series? Man, we had so many. Um, I think the biggest was, you know, we we had this, this model, the philosophy we, we, we live by. And it was – it was uh, one heartbeat, you know what I'm saying? And we felt like that was was going to allow us to be together the whole year. Is everybody on the same page, one heartbeat, um, doing what we need to do um, every single day. And when you do that, I think the biggest thing with that is knowing that we had 25 guys or even more. That was going to help us win. Um, you know, Craig Council, for instance. And Craig Council came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And put the name on the map. And I think you, we all, you know, we always think, oh, it's the 25 guys on the roster, day one, A1, the whole season. No, that's not how it works. You're going to need multiple to win a championship. And, you know, you, you, you always look back championships of any team of any situation and you like yo he got a ring that year yo he got a ring yeah because because to me you, you need more than just 25 that starts the season it's a it's a whole slew of guys that you're gonna need throughout the whole year um so kind of uh, the the
0: sports collector in me wants to ask you this question. So, obviously, I'm assuming the World Series rings probably your, your favorite piece of memorabilia you picked up over the years. But outside of that, what would you say is the coolest, you know, piece of sports memorabilia or something in that nature that, that you got during your playing career?
1: Man. <clears throat> I have a Jackie Robinson photo. Um, and Ty Hunley gave it to me. And... Uh, it's a signed check to Jackie for twenty five bucks. You know what I'm saying, and yeah. you know, for me to have that as you know in my possession uh, means a ton. And then you know, every year obviously we have Jackie Robinson Day, and um, it's great. So you know, I framed it. Um, I've posted it a couple times, um, but but for me, that that piece is uh. It's, it's super uh, big for me. That's awesome. I can imagine. There's there's many of those
0: out there. So pretty unique. Um, kind of another quick question. What what would you say the what would you say is your favorite ballpark that you ever got to play in? Man, they all
1: unique in their own way. Um, yeah. My favorite, you know, Wrigley is my favorite, but it's not. It's not like, you know, when I, when I just, I think tradition goes a long way. And when I stepped on, you know, when I stepped on the field in Wrigley, um, it was like, wow. You know what I mean? So real quick, the luxury I had as a kid was two, two, two teams in, in Chicago, right? From Chicago with the white Sox and the Cubs, but when I stepped on the field, uh, you know, cause I was a White Sox fan growing up and I stepped on the field for the first time on the South side, it wasn't Comiskey park, you know what I mean? So, uh, to be able to say that, you know, I, growing up in Chicago, watching Leon Durham and, 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 and Jody Davis and Rick Russell and all these cats, um, you know, Wrigley Field never changed other than getting lights, you know, so that was kind of special for me. That's awesome.
0: Um, all right. So I think with that, I kind of want to transition to kind of talking about what's going on now in the MLB. Um, and I do want to start with one of your your former teams, one of my favorite team, the New York Mets. Um, it's been a kind of crazy 48 hours for them. Obviously, Max Scherzer's going down for, you know, six to eight weeks. They have the walk off yesterday with Alonzo. Um, so, I mean, when I was prepping for this podcast, I was I had other questions, but I want to ask you, like, what do you think right now is the key for the Mets in order to kind of tread water because obviously they're playing a really tough stretch right now. They've got, you know, they're playing the Rockies right now, but then you've got the Giants, the Dodgers, Padres, all these teams coming up. So what do you think is the key for them in order to, you know, stay afloat until, you know, DeGrom, Scherzer and these other guys come back?
1: You know, you have to, you know, take it one day at a time. I mean, the most important thing uh, is to not overreact to a situation that is out of your control. And, I always look at certain managers, um, like like they flight attendants, right? Like, and my my point to that is, when you see a flight attendant stressing and freaking out, hell you gonna stress and freak out too, you know? <laughs> and you ain't got control of that of that plane up there. And when you look at book when uh, he did his post post game interview, he was like, "Look, it's an injury." You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you want us to do? Um, you, you you can freak the hell out and be like, yo, we we lost two of the best pitches in the game. Um, I don't know how we're going to win. <laughs> Everybody's looking like, whoa, whoa, hey, hold up, you know. Or you can be like, hey, man, next man up mentality. We're going to figure this out on the fly. And whoever gets the opportunity to be on this ride with us, take advantage of it that's it, you know, you're going to have, you're going to, It's going to be a little bit more pressure on the hitters to score more runs and do some things. Um, And it's not uncharacteristic. It's just you battling and focusing and understanding the importance of, of what's at stake. I mean, your best two pitchers are, are down. You know what I'm saying? Um, But we've seen that happen. Every team has adversity, every team. I don't care what team is out there and what team is winning. Every team's going to have some type of situation. Now, some are bigger than others, obviously. And this is huge. And it's one of those things over in Queens that seems always stick out. You know, it's like, here we go again. Yeah. How the hell, <laughs> we gonna? you know, um, there's no way in hell we're going to win a world series. And that might be true. When you get down to it, starting pitches is going to win your world. Series. Yeah. You know, you don't have enough. Um, you might succumb to a team that has enough, you know what I'm saying? So it's how your plan B works is going to allow you the opportunity to keep going and figure out a way to, um, you know, maximize the, the start of your season. Right. So the start of your season is great, but you and I both know you, 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 you love the sport. You know, nobody remembers what you did in April and May. They just don't, you know, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, you bring up the next man up mentality. I mean, I, I think last year the Mets really had to go through that. And it seems like every year almost with them. So hopefully they can, uh, they can figure it out. Um, you know, putting that aside, though, um, you know, looking ahead, because obviously, I mean, <clears throat> you see Mets fans, you know, trying to say they should trade for, you know, a guy like a Luis Castillo or someone of that nature right now. And that's obviously not going to happen. It's not realistic at the moment. So looking down the line, looking closer to the trade deadline, Assuming guys like Scherzer or Degrom, you get let's say one of those guys back for at least for the stretch run. What would be a, a trade that you would make that you think would help the Mets get to the next level and you know seriously put them in contention for a World Series? Assuming because obviously without Scherzer or Degrom,
1: they're they're done. But you know, assuming well, they they got those guys. I mean, you mentioned a, one of the biggest names out there. The Reds ain't going nowhere. Obviously, they're looking to not retool rebuild the whole you know landscape of their team and um i i would have thought you know Luis would have already been gone you know yankees would have just gave them who they who you know whoever they needed and you know bye bye Luis castile but um the reds have a plan um you'll in in the next month or so and the problem the the, the problem is this the 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 added playoff team and the added playoff format is going to keep teams contending. that probably wouldn't be there. So you're going to have to be careful. uh, As far as, you know, what you're giving up, what you're looking at teams, five a 500 type team is going to get into the postseason. It's just going to happen. So you might look at a team and go, why are you keeping certain dudes? Um, and they'll say, because we got shot to be in the postseason, give our fan base something to cheer about and be happy about looking in the future. But you also look at a team like the Reds and go, how the heck do I get him off that team? How, what is it going to take? And the Reds are looking for three, four teams to be in the hunt for Luis and then they come bidding with, right? Like, I'm going to outbid you. I'm going to yeah. give, you know, five prospects or whatever. Um, but I think you're going to have to steal a guy like him to sort of get you over the hump like Justin Verlander did for the Astros um, a few years ago, and he didn't lose the game, (laughs) and they eventually won. Makes sense.
0: Um, All right, so I kind of want to transition to – we'll transition to the team of – the other New York team, the Yankees. I mean, I've been very surprised at how they've played this year. I kind of thought that they'd be similar to how they were last year, so their, their hot start has definitely surprised me. Um, so I guess my question to you is, what do you think is different about the Yankees this year compared to the past years? And do you think that right now they're the best team in
1: baseball, the team to beat? Um, what's different is they're healthy, right? So health allows you to be when you have the roster that's situated like, the, like like the Yankees have. Health allows you to sort of see what you envision. It gives you a chance to you know, reap all the benefits of all the things you put into putting that roster together. Right. And when you look at bringing in guys like Josh Downs and like, Oh, he'll be hurt. He'll blow his calf. Like he's done the last five years. Uh, you know, Stan will be hurt. Um, judge can't play center field. Um, we don't need Luke Voight. Like all this stuff is, you know, Trevino behind the dish, Gary Sanchez, get out of here. We, we, we've had enough, all this stuff, man. It's like, wow. They figured it out. They, they literally have everything that they sort of, you know, throw against the wall is stuck. Right. Mm -hmm. And then starting pitching us back. So it was like Gary Cole and who? Well, Jameson Tyron's been good. You know, Severino's getting his feet up under him. Um, Nestor, I mean Jesus, he might start the freaking All Star Game. I mean, this is a this is a leading candidate for I mean for Cy Young, and you might even throw him in in, in the MVP conversation. He's been that big. So all all this to say that you get on the roll, um, you 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 pound the baseball like they are. And starting pitching can go out there and sort of not have to freak out, you know. They they don't have to pitch perfect, you know. They get four or five run leads early. They can settle in, and it just changes the whole landscape of, of what you're trying to do. And when you watch them play, I mean they they're they're now expecting to hit four or five home runs a game. Um, unfortunately, you know, you know, you're gonna have hiccups like last night, walk off by the, you know, by the O's, but. You know, when you think about the Yankees and what they bring to the table, it's going to be exciting to watch uh, baseball down the stretch if they all stay healthy and obviously continue for the next four months.
0: Yeah, it's good to see them healthy, playing good. Um, I mean, not re- I, I'm lying when I say that part. <laughs> it's, it's, living in, in this area, it's it's just a lot. It's a lot to deal with, but um, yeah, it's. I mean, they're they're playing great right now. Um, I mean, another kind of question I have for you. Who would you say, good or bad, has been the biggest surprise so far for you this season?
1: Um, well, this is one thing to always say. Um, pressure bust pipes, right? So, you know, I looked at Marcus Simeon's situation, and, and and I thought um, he bet on himself. He played incredible. Toronto was moving all over the freaking world c- country, you know, yeah. last year. And this man had an incredible year. <clears throat> and I look at Judge and I go, You turn down this deal in spring at the end of spring. Everybody's like, you're crazy, you're 30. You're you nobody's gonna give you this bread later in life. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm gonna smile, be a good looking six, seven, two fifty, you know, pound dude that bet on himself and it's going out and proving that you might think I'm worth this but I know I'm worth this and to watch him play the way he's playing right now it just makes me proud man it just it shows all these other players that look man sometimes you need to bet on yourself you're good you don't have to take you know even though it's a crazy amount of money you don't have to take that you know you get one shot at the title in your mind i'm a i'm a exalt every opportunity to get 270 300 whatever the hell he wants he might he might have taken himself to a 300 million dollar loan I don't yeah. know you know but this point probably yeah when you think about someone will pay him out there maybe not the Yankees will give him that but someone will I, I don't even think the Yankees got a shot at it that's just I me mean. maybe they yeah. do but in my, in my mind that door opened and closed and he'll get I think he'll give him a shot because you know it, it, yeah. it works in To stay a Yankee,
0: yeah,
1: but you know, when he says that you know, I want a certain amount of money, I think you have to listen to this man and go, All right, what is it? I'm gonna give you the blank check, don't hurt me, just you know, take what you need and and we'll keep him. Yeah,
0: I just can't. It's crazy to think of him not as a Yankee, but I mean, it it seems like that's probably how it's gonna end up going after they didn't figure it out, right.
1: right? Maybe. You know, you 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 expecting him? Well, I don't know if you're expecting him to not be this good. But you have to also think like, if you don't pay a player that you don't think is worth whatever he think he's worth, do you do you kind of expect him to fail? Do you kind of yeah. you know what do you want out of that? Day? Yeah, that's it is. like if you don't give me what I think I deserve, like are we on the same page if you want me to be great?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, or do you need me to sort of, you know, fall a little bit so you can be like, yeah, I told you it wasn't really worth that. So here, I'm going to try this again. He goes to 10-year or whatever it is, 240 million. Take yeah. it. He's like, nah,
0: I'm good. Definitely going to be very interesting. Um, I mean – I got two more two more questions for you. One would be, um, you know, looking at the teams right now, the landscape. What's one team that you think people should keep an eye on? That you know, they might, you know, they could be having a good start. They could be having a slow start, but that you think could seriously You're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Uh,
1: I hear you now. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sorry about that. Um, my question is. Um, Looking at, at the teams right now, what is one team that, you know, either doing, having a good start, uh, you know, average start, bad start, that you think, you know, down the stretch could really cause some trouble and, and be a serious threat that, you know, people – not one of these, you know, top-tier top, top tier teams.
1: Well, I think the hangover effect is definitely beating up the Braves. Um, I saw you guys talk about that on
0: the MLB Central the other day. Yeah,
1: and they, 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 they seem to be a team that – look, y- y- you can – you can say Freddie Freeman effect is not in the building. And that's <laughs> totally fine, and this has nothing to do with Matt Olson. You know, it has a lot to do with just the team, yeah, and it's underperforming. And do I think they're going to underperform the whole year? Absolutely not. So I think in two months, when everything is you know passed and they got their feet up on them, and Ronald Cunha Jr. is back to being Ronald Cunha Jr., Albies and you know, everybody, everybody's doing their thing. Uh, Matty Olsen starts to swing the bat again. Uh, this team is going to be crazy. I, I just believe that. I think they're good enough to be crazy. Marcel has back, bounced back. He has seven bombs or whatever. I, he, I might be off, but I think he's around there. So this is going to be a team where you're going to need Jacob DeGrom. You're going to need Max Scherzer back in that rotation. Uh, so you can hold them off because at some point they're going to make a run. You know, ten you know, game win streak, a 15-game win streak, but they're going to run off from wins sooner or later.
0: I mean, I um, unfortunately, I have to agree. I think that they're uh, – I mean, I, it kind of happened with them last year, similar. Like, they yeah. kind of had a slow start, um, and then they, they finished strong. And also, it, it's all these NLEs teams that do this. The Nationals in uh, 2019 had the same thing. They were way down, and then all of a sudden you look and, yeah. you know –
1: I mean, look, the Nationals are going to get Strasburg back at some point. They're going to get Ross back at some point. Like, you know, this this is not going to be – see, look, the, the NL East had all the – the intentions of being a beast. Yeah. And then you look at – then you look, start looking at teams going down. You're like, well, wait a minute. You know, the Phillies ain't catching the ball, but they're hitting the ball a little bit. Then Bryce Harper – like, a lot has to happen for you to be good. And when when teams you know are derailed, you just look at the roster and go, "Oh, underperforming, IL list, all these things stare at you right in the face." So if you're going to tell me that you know uh, the Phillies are not going to catch the ball or they're not going to hit a, 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 a stretch where you know they they run off ten in a row, I'm gonna say, "No, I think you're wrong." Same yeah. with you know, same with the Braves. No, I think you're wrong. The Marlins too. Tomorrow's gonna hit. You know, gonna hit a stretch. Your pitching is too yeah. good to yeah. sit there and go. Nah, I don't think y'all gonna win. You know, win ten in a row at some point, or make. You know, whatever the case may be. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what team puts that all together at some point and uh, not run away with the division. Just win. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, all right, I got one last question for you. Um, I mean, I feel like there's all this this narrative that you know baseball needs to grow the game which I get and that you know some people say it's a dying sport which I don't disagree with part yeah I don't I disagree with that but if you could change one thing about baseball right now that you think would help grow the game help take it to new heights uh, I mean what would it be because obviously there's all these things going around where you know you got this pitch clock which you you see the minor leaguers I'd say Paul DeYoung, I don't know if you saw that guy like first game in, in AAA got called out for not being in the box on time which I mean, just personally, I don't. Art. It's ridiculous, yeah. But what would be one thing that you would change to that you think would really help grow? So you know, what,
1: so, so this is how I see. it, Right, like you break a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry about that. Um. So I'm. Re- I've been really intrigued with this electric like, strike zone thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I, I've i been watching so much ball. I'm just tired of guys complaining. This is our life, you know? So let's maximize every opportunity for guys to be great, right? And let's take a little bit of pressure off these guys to call balls and strikes. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not saying that the human element part don't play. What I'm saying is you have to take advantage of certain things that's going to help you grow the game. And to me, that helps the game get into a place where the ball hits that line, strike. Ball's down, ball. Like, if we can never get to that point, I'm not saying everything has to be money, but it's such a big point that we have to and have to put emphasis on because a strike changes the whole landscape of an abat. Yeah. You get two and when you miss one, it's like my bad. Well your bad is really not gonna be you know something that's gonna help me be successful yeah. in this situation. So let's take a little bit of pressure off the umpires. Um understand that mistakes do happen. And let's eliminate them as much as we can. And and I think that in itself would help the game in a tremendous way. And you'll keep everybody on the field. You might not lose a pitcher that, you know, uh, like Bumgarner in Miami, when the, you know, when the dude was running hands and hands. I'm like, what the hell is going on with our sport? I'm like, <laughs> probably wants to fight Madison Bumgarner. Like, are you serious? But um, if you can, like, eliminate some of the little things like that, uh, which is – not a drastic thing because I mean, I was blown away what I saw in triple A that I thought it was going to be like ball, his glove. Oh, strike. No, I, we can't have that. Right. It has to be yeah. like, boom, strike, strike. Like if it's like that and nobody even knows what's going on in the building. Um, I think that could be big for the sport. I do.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, With that, um, I'll wrap this one up. I appreciate the time, Cliff. Um, I will link all of your socials down in the description below. Um, If you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, And, yeah, with that, that will do it for this episode of Outside the Arena. Uh, We'll see you all next week.